The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good afternoon, folks. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston, and have got a really interesting topic coming up here today, something that uh, came up a couple of weeks ago on an inspection I did that has to do with climate change and stone deterioration. But before we get into that, I do have a couple of announcements. Uh, the first announcement, obviously, is my training seminar, my Stone and Tile Inspection and Troubleshooting class that I'm doing in February uh, next year in Las Vegas. I'm starting to get a lot of calls on that. So if you want to sign up for that class, I'd highly recommend you get in as soon as you possibly can. I'm going to limit that particular seminar to just a few people. The maximum I will take is 10. Uh, it probably won't be that many, but uh, if you want to get into that, uh, all I need is a deposit. If you want to make monthly payments up till that date, that's fine. Just send me an email at fhuston, F-H-U-E-S, T-O-N at gmail.com. Uh, also, another quick announcement is I started a Patreon site. Now, for those of you that don't know what a Patreon site is, that's where uh, you get to donate money. <laughs> uh, and, and I have two monthly programs. One is a $25 a month program, and the other is a $100 a month program. And basically what that's going to get you is what we call uh, – access to my library, my digital library, which contains a plethora of all kinds of uh, information, articles, even books on stone and tile everywhere from restoration to fabrication to installation uh, to stone failures. I mean, you name it. If it has to do with stone and tile, I probably have some kind of a document on that. So you will have access uh, to that at the higher level. Also, I'm going to be having a Zoom meeting, a private Zoom meeting uh, just for members that we'll probably do on a once a week basis uh, where we get to have kind of like a round table where we can discuss various issues. It uh, won't be open to the public. It won't be part of this, uh, this program here, uh, but uh, it, it's going to be really, really good. It's kind of like attending a, a, a show and going to a seminar. And what's nice about that, there'll probably be very few people. So we'll, we'll get to bounce things off one another, uh, which is really, really uh, interesting. And I found it to be quite helpful uh, over the years. All right, <clears throat> let's get into the, the today's topic. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I, let me start out by saying how I came up with this idea. And it's not an idea that uh, I just came up with. It's an idea that I've had in the back of my mind for a long time, because as I'm looking at a lot of these exterior stone problems, stone deterioration, particularly around pools, I'm noticing a trend. I'm seeing more and more of this material starting to deteriorate. And I'm not just talking marble, not just talking limestone. I'm also talking granite and I'm also talking concrete, cool decks or, or whatever. So I was on this inspection 
about two weeks ago, and it was a limestone uh, pool deck that was falling apart. Now, this pool deck was about, I think, about six years old. And the deterioration that I saw in there didn't make, didn't make sense at all. It wasn't installed properly. I asked how they cleaned it. No acids were used. There was no pressure washer being used. And I got to thinking, you know, what would be causing this? It looked like acid damage, but I wasn't, you know, wasn't sure where the acid would come coming from. Well, I ended up going back to my car, and I saw this light film. It had rain, by the way, cats and dogs while I was there. Uh, and there was this light film on top of the car, and I was wondering what this film is. Now, those of you that live in Florida know we get pollen that settles on the car. You tend to get that yellow pine pollen that occurs. That's not what this was. This was a, it was a funky film. It wasn't like a pollen film. It was just a light film that settled on the car. So I'm driving back. This is about four hours away from my office. I'm driving back, and all of a sudden what popped into my head was, I wonder if this particular area that I was in had acid rain. So sure enough, I get back to my office. I hop on Google. There's a couple of weather sites that I go to searching for what the acid rain is in that particular area. And over the last, I think it was 10 or 12 years in this area, the rain pH averaged anywhere from about 4.8 to about 5.2, somewhere in that region. Now, those of you familiar with the pH scale know right away that that is quite acidic. And as a matter of fact, uh, if you talk to an environmental person, anything under a 5.1 is considered acid rain. So a little light bulb went up in my head and said, ah, I bet you acid rain is causing this problem. Now, I've seen this problem in the same area a couple of years ago and attributed to acid rain as well. So I started doing my research, and in this research, I said, you know, what about this climate change that's occurring? Now? You know, everybody's heard about it on the news. It tends to be a really big thing. And I'm not here to debate it. We're not going to talk about, you know, whether climate change is occurring, whether it's not occurring, other than we're going to list the facts. And the facts are the earth is warming. Since 1880, when we started keeping weather records, uh, the temperature of the earth has increased by 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, that might not mean you're saying, well, 1.8, that's not a lot. That's only two degrees. We have those fluctuations within a day, but it, it does mean a lot. And I'm not going to get into the science of that, but I will get into what that actually does. And what that does is we end up with weather cycles that occur around the world. We have summers that are dry in certain parts of the world, summers that are wetter in certain parts of the world. And then we have rainy season. I mean, perfect example right here in the United States. You know, the Vegas area, Arizona area is very, very dry right now. As a matter of fact, Lake Mead is at its lowest levels ever recorded. And then out here where I am in Florida, Mississippi, and the south, we're getting torrential downpours every single day. As a matter of fact, just a few minutes ago, it was raining cats and dogs here. So what, what does that do to stone? How does that relate to stone? I mean, we know you know, what it does to the environment. We know what it does to lakes and all that stuff. If you don't, go ahead and search Google and you'll find out. But What's interesting is that when you have excessive amounts of weather, excessive amounts of rain uh, that occur on a stone surface, obviously stone is porous. And what happens is you get a condition known as uh, deep wetting. That's deep wetting. And what happens is that stone becomes a saturated, very, very saturated with water. And it may take longer for it to dry out. So what happens is 
the stone is basically sitting in water. Just, you know, for example, limestone will actually dissolve in water, particularly acidic water. Uh, marble will dissolve. Granite, not so much, but you can get some deterioration uh, from other pollutants, which we'll talk about uh, in a moment. So that condition is called deep wetting. And if you want to look it up, go to Google and type in deep wetting and you can read, read all about it. But from a stone decay standpoint, I think what we're going to start seeing is we're going to see more and more deterioration of stone structures, particularly marble, particularly limestone. We're using all this travertine, which is a limestone, all this Italian travertine, whatever types of uh, limestone that we're using out there. Uh, I think you're going to start seeing a trend depending on the area you're in. So what I'd recommend you do, if you're seeing a lot of that, you know, see what the acid rain is in that area. Uh, you can even, you know, collect the ring yourself and take a pH test strip and, and test it yourself to see if acid rain. Because remember, neutral is 7. Anything below a 7 is considered acidic. Uh, anything below 6 is really, really acidic. Uh, so you want to be careful when it comes to that. Okay, the show is live. If you're not listening on a podcast, you can dial in at 323-870-3968. That's 323 323- Eight seven zero three nine six eight. If you have a comment or a question, uh, also you can send me an email. The email address is f houston f h u e s t o n at gmail dot com. Now for this show, I'm doing something unusual. It's kind of a test as I'm actually uh, recording this on video, uh, and it's not a live video. I'm actually recording it on Zoom. Uh, but I'll go ahead and uh, publish the video once I do some editing, put some titles in there, et cetera, uh, later on, and I'll, I'll link it on YouTube. If you want to see it and see some of my other videos, if you go to YouTube and type in Stone and Tile Video Blog, that's Stone and Tile Video Blog, uh, you can see all my videos that I've done on there. I, I don't know how many I've done, but if this works out, this little experiment works out, the sound is good, you, I can hear everything uh, uh, properly, then... Uh, We'll go ahead and uh, start doing these on, on a regular basis. All right, so let's, let's continue on. In addition to acid rain, what does global warming, warming do? Of course, you have cycles. You have cycles of wet. You have cycles of dry. Uh, those cycles are pretty long. Uh, you're, you're seeing increases in flooding across the country, across the world. Uh, you're seeing drier spells, wetter spells, et cetera. So stone tends to go through this cycle of being wet, being dry, being wet, being dry which is normal in, in a normal, normal scheme of things. But what can actually happen is you get prolonged wetting and prolonged drying. That can cause a problem. That can bring salts up uh, from the ground, uh, salts from the setting bed into the stone, causing things like spalling, etc. If you're in a northern environment and you're getting a lot of snow, a lot of ice, if you're getting a bad winter, in other words, you're going to be using a lot of the icing salts. The icing salts can also cause uh, cause some issues as well. UV light, as we deplete the ozone layer, layer again, I'm not going to debate whether that's true or not. You can look that up. Uh, but let's assume for a minute the ozone layer is, is slowly becoming depleted. That's going to let more UV light in, and UV light will affect stone structures. Um, you know, we've had uh, a couple of shows on some of the resin materials that are affected by UV light, but just stone alone, stone kept outside with no resining at all can be a problem with UV light. So it can be a problem. Um, there is something also called, I'm looking at my notes, that's why I'm looking down if you're watching the video. There is something called dry deposits. Well, well before we talk about that, let me back up 
And let me first talk a little bit about, you know, why we get acid rain. Acid rain comes from pollution. It comes from car exhaust, any type of exhaust that's, that's occurring, uh, air pollutants. So what happens is you get a compound known as sulfur dioxide that occurs in the air. And when that happens, it mixes with the water and it becomes acidic. So it's, it's an acid, in other words. It can be dry, mixes with the water, and then becomes acidic, and hence you get you get acid rain. All right, we're going to take a quick break for a commercial here real quick. And when we get back, I'll talk about what we call uh, dry deposits when it comes to uh, pollution. So we'll be back right after this here. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains. Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tuscan Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. All right, folks, we're back, and we're going to talk a little bit about what I discussed a minute ago, and that's dry deposits. In other words, dry, dry air pollution and what that does to stone. But before I forget... Uh, also, what extreme wetting does to stone is it gives bacteria, it gives all your biologicals, your algae, your mold, your mildew, uh, your lichens, your funguses, it gives them an environment to grow. So the longer the stone stays wet, uh, the more chance you have for those particular th- things start growing. So you may have a pool deck that has a lot of algae growing on it. You're scratching your head wondering, you know, how come I didn't have it before? It could be because you're getting a lot of rain. So it helps to be able to look at the weather cycles in your particular area uh, to see whether that may be contributing to it. Is it excessively wet? Is it excessively dry? Now, when it comes to dry deposits, those are the particles in the air that mix in the air when it doesn't get wet. And those can cause all kinds of issues. Uh, many years ago, I had, happened to go over to the UK. Those of you listening in the UK, you'll notice that a lot of your buildings over there uh, have this black encrusted kind of black, looks like uh, a, a crust of some kind on the stone surfaces. And basically what that is, is that's from sulfur dioxide. And that is gypsum. It actually turns into gypsum, uh, which is, which is uh, uh, calcium sulfate. And there's a big debate over in the UK soon to be here as well as we get older and older here in the U.S. as to whether that particular crust is dangerous. There's one side of it that says it actually protects the stone underneath. The other side of it says it needs to be clean. And you get this whole big debate, which I'm not going to go into. There's plenty of articles online uh, about that if you're really interested in it. So you can get dry deposits. So not only does acid rain and UV light affect it, you also end up with these uh, dry deposits as well. There's an excellent article, a scientific article, and if you send me an email at fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com, I gladly send you the link to that article, and I'm going to read you what the article title is. It's a commentary on climate change, stone decay dynamics, and greening of natural stone buildings. New Perspectives on Deep Wetting Environmental Earth Environmental Earth Science of August 2010. 
and it's an excellent, excellent article on on this whole topic. So, you guys out there doing restoration work, you guys out there selling material, um, you know, restoring this material, you want to take a serious look at what climate change. And uh, again, climate change could just mean an excessive wet summer, a dry summer, a bad winter, uh, flooding, not so much flooding, etc. Uh, can affect your stone. So I get it all the time where, you know, people are actually blaming the stone that I chose the wrong stone. The stone is poor quality when it might not be the stone. It may be what's happening in the environment that's causing that stone to decay at at a really fast rate. You know, a great example of this is up in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. stone, you know, the Capitol building, all the monuments up there, the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial are all being uh, eroded away by acid rain. You know, I've done a bunch of shows on on the pyramids. And if you look at, uh, you know, the pyramids over in Egypt, at one time, those were all clad in limestone. It doesn't exist anymore because the acid rain basically eroded all the limestone off those those materials. So it's becoming a, a big, bigger, bigger problem. We cover this a lot in my uh, in my seminar coming up in February. Just a little same shameless plug for that that particular seminar. So anyway, I hope you found this interesting. I hope you found it useful. And I've got some, a couple of great shows coming up. As a matter of fact, I I came up with some some names the other day because the shows I'm going to do and kind of give you a little preview. Uh, I'm going to talk about misused words and old wives' tales when it comes to the stone and tile industry. We're going to talk about um, customer stories. I'm going to have you call in and talk about customer stories. And then another one I came up with, uh, is it sedimentary, Watson? And we'll talk about that as well. I also have an article coming up in the Slippery Rock Gazette. Those of you that follow uh, the Stone Detective, uh, I have one coming up in the November issue, I believe. I think it's November issue uh, on this whole topic of acid rain, and that's kind of done in a comical uh, sort of way. So you, you may may want to check that out as well. So, folks, uh, until next time, uh, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, and fabricating those tops. Later, my friends, and we'll see everybody next week. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bond Stone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. Recording.